Hey, so I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to be leaving this game. Wait, you're you're telling me this right before the session starts? Are you even going to play this time? I had a whole arc planned around your character. Oh, no, yeah, I'm I'll I'll play today, but like this is this is like the last time. Okay. Okay. Well, so why are you leaving? Is it is it work getting busy again? No, no, it's, I mean, work is fine. You know, it's just, I don't, uh, I don't really like you and I think your story is kind of boring and I also think all the players at the table are kind of losers. Wow. Um, don't hold back there. Well, here, here comes the rest of the players. Oh, I don't. Please don't tell them I'm leaving. Uh, let's just keep this cordial for the last session, okay? Oh yeah, of course, of course. Okay, everyone, we're we're getting started. You wake up from your fitful rest in the desert, and Arvin gets smushed by a boulder falling from the sky. He is completely dead and cannot be resurrected. Wait, what? You can leave the table. You're dead to me too. This time on Becoming DM, we're talking about what to do when players leave your table. Hey everyone, this is John. And this is Danielle. And as we said, we're we're talking about players leaving the table. I, I know in a previous episode we talked about um, character death and somehow that can be a an aspect of a player leaving your table, but we're really diving into the topic when a player leaves your table and and what that means for your your game and how to how to really handle that in game because sometimes players just leave their game and there's a lot of reasons that they could leave leave the game right oh absolutely it could be um life changes you know they're they're getting married they're moving they're they got a new baby you know uh, they got a new puppy puppies you know they require a lot of care and attention too um you know anything big or major or time soaking from their personal life can definitely affect their ability to attend dungeons and dragons um yep. also new job lost um, their job yeah. all this stuff can come into play i've always found that when i lose a job um i've got more time for D, but that's that's me personally <laughs> <laughs> i guess it depends on how much time you're devoting to the job search yeah, well yeah <laughs> Uh, but they also could have maybe just, especially for people that are new players, maybe they just decided that uh, role-playing games, tabletop role-playing games, are just not their bag. It's it, it's not something that they're into. It's nothing personal against the game, against the game you're running or or you. It's just like, yeah, I tried it. I, I don't I don't really get the appeal. So I'm just going to stop playing role-playing games altogether. Yeah, it's I mean as wonderful as I obviously think the, the game is. Um, and I think everybody should try it once. Uh, not everybody, it's not everybody's cup of tea. And uh, it, you just, you can't expect everybody to like it. Um, furthermore to that is even, like, you can be the best dungeon master, game master in the world. But if you don't have, like, if you don't jive with the player, with your mm-hmm. your genres, right? Something like that. Like, I know one DM who likes to play uh, horror. Like, he he strictly does horror stuff. He wants everybody to be scared and it to be really hard. And I would prefer bunny rabbits and tomfoolery. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so we don't jive. And so we don't like playing in each other's games. Yeah, and, and it, it could 
honestly be that that maybe they have an expectation that is whether realistic or not is just not lining up with what you do. Uh, there's a there's a lot of people right now that are looking for people to be the Matt Mercer DM, and most DMs are not like that. And that's not a bad thing, but if that's what you're expecting out of out of a game with with uh, with a DM, chances are you're going to be disappointed unless that DM is Matt Mercer. Yeah, very high chance of disappointment <laughs> unless you manage <laughs> to land Matt Mercer. Um, yeah, it could also just come down to specifically clashes in personality. Like you guys could even enjoy all of the same aspects of the game, um, and just you're just like, nope, that person annoys me, and you just is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not everybody's going to get along well and and to that the the personality clashes could also go with life changes i've played in several games where we had significant others that were playing and and one of those where the significant other split and it was like the 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 gaming group is mine i get to keep the gaming <laughs> group you get to keep whoever else i get the gaming group yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's been written up in documentation before. It's like, no, no, we've already divided <laughs> it. And uh, all of our friends are now assets, and we are dividing you. Um, yeah. Or, and this one I think is is probably um, what I would view as like, oh, no, I would feel so bad. If you're asked to leave by the by the DM or the GM, if, they, if they're like, excuse me, you need to go away. <laughs> Yeah, and I I've done that once or twice, but not really a whole lot. Uh, I usually try to be pretty flexible with whatever player, whatever shenanigans players get up to. But there are are certain things that I just won't put up with. Um, and if you cross those lines, you're going to be asked to leave. And, and so when you find yourself in that situation, you're you're still going to have to figure out what to do with their character and your story and stuff like that. Especially if you've built out custom things for them, and now what do you do with it and all that fun stuff. Yeah, half the story arc revolves around this person, and they have all of the important <laughs> magic imbued upon them. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And and these are just like a handful of reasons. There's all sorts of other reasons that somebody could need to, need to leave a game. Um, and, and sometimes they just aren't going to share those reasons with you, which is fine. Uh, I had a player leave the game recently who just said, yeah, I've, I've got life going on, and I, I just can't, I can't do it. Just, okay, understood. <laughs> yeah well push comes to shove dungeons and dragons or pathfinder or whatever tabletop role-playing game um you're up to it it is just a game right it's a leisure activity you get together with people you have fun you do the thing um but a lot of times uh the bigger the bigger fish in life take priority over fun things unfortunately um yep. but important obviously <laughs> so um, really this episode, the primary goal is talking about what to do when a player leaves your game and, and how to deal with it. And it's largely around dealing with their characters, but there's also going to be some stuff in there about, uh, just generally dealing with the person that's leaving the game as well. Uh, but bear in mind, whatever the reason is that somebody is leaving the game, um, when somebody leaves, even if it's for the, the most perfect reason i had a child or, or whatever the most perfect reason is um, it can feel like a personal attack it can feel like because you are creating this game uh sometimes whole cloth creating this game from scratch and so somebody saying something else is more important than what you're doing here is it, it can 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 hurt right 
Oh, it absolutely can. Because, I mean, like you said, this is something that in a lot of senses you're creating from the ground up. Even if you're running a pre-made module, you've put all of this time, effort, and energy into it. And when you invest um, anything, you know, whether that's, you know, time, effort, energy, money into something, it, it grows with its weight and it's important within, Im, importance within yourself. And when somebody says no, um, no to that... Uh, that can definitely feel like a personal attack. You're like, I did all of this, and yep. uh, and why? Why I'm not good enough for you. <laughs> 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 so let's maybe move on and start talking a little bit about um, when players leave on bad terms, and and when players leave on bad terms, you pretty in most cases you're not going to have a whole lot of lead up to have any discussion with them to do any sort of planning because they're leaving on bad terms. It's not like you want to hang hang around with them for longer. So, uh, but this could include things like clashes of personalities uh, when when you as the DM have asked them to leave, and when they just don't like your game and are are kind of a jerk about it. Um, Sure, it's okay if somebody doesn't like your game, but if they're going to be a jerk about it, that I consider that bad terms. <laughs> yes, most definitely. Especially um, if, if they don't like it and they just keep sticking around just to mess with it. Yep. So even, even in these situations where you probably aren't going to have a whole lot of conversation with the player exiting, you are still going to probably need to determine what to do with their character because they've they're part of this party and depending upon how you run your game, um, the party the next turn with this one person that just suddenly disappeared may be odd. Um, some people were in games that, that, that are like that, where it's, where it's kind of drop in, drop out, and it's not that big of a deal. But if you run games like, like the games that I typically run, where we have kind of a long-term story arc and short-term arcs that apply to individual characters, it can seem like a piece of the puzzle's missing when we, when we, when we have somebody drop out. So, um, there does need to be a little bit of uh, working to make it feel uh, feel more natural there. So what are some options that you have when uh, f- to do with the character when the player leaves uh, on bad terms? On bad terms. Um, so you can have I, I just I'm just gonna I I know that you just said that you run games where you have like these big arcs and stuff for personal person's characters. I, mm-hmm. I, I myself run one of those drop in, drop out kind of things. I think I've cycled through like 24 different players in the last year, <laughs> like just, just people coming in all the time. And so the way that I personally deal with it is they, they literally just dissipate into thin air and no one ever acknowledges their existence ever again. <laughs> and it works out beautifully, let me tell you. <laughs> and uh, But I mean, that's not going to work in a lot of scenarios, only when you know your, your campaign is literally a revolving door. So when you want to do something a little bit more concrete, um, you can have their character, you know, just well, wander off or something in the middle of the night. Say they they don't even they could leave a note right because i'm assuming at this mm-hmm. point that you're as the dm you're like narrating the party wakes up and they find a note from arvin right that says yep uh, sorry i was a big but, jerk yeah. and i'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> that's so much better than what i was gonna say <laughs> I mean, you could build story around it too, but this also could be a way of just you having fun of like, I don't have to deal with this person anymore. Um, 
Don't be too petty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't be too petty. But it, it gives it gives your players at the table because a lot of times in D anD D when you're trying to build something, I I I, I want to use the word real, right? Like the more realism that you can thread into your game, the better it feels, right? And yep. uh, so having players blip in and out of existence constantly that that definitely is a break from reality. But the more that you can thread reality in and keep keep things consistent, keep a story going, um, that definitely helps people. Yeah. Um, the next thing you can do is just have the, the character die in battle. Um, you could also pair this with the last one and say they wandered off and died in battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got where, attacked by a where, pack where, of wolves. Yeah, when the when the party goes looking for them, they find the the corpse of their of their friend that's too mangled to be recovered or, or whatever the case may be. So you do have kind of a little bit of a wrap up there. It's not just them disappearing from existence, um, and uh, and go from there. But you could also just have them as an NPC brief, very briefly and have them die in a in a upcoming battle uh, and and just do it like that. Yeah, and you know if you're going to be throwing them into a battle, anyways, um, another possibility is having them uh, like be the big bad evil guy, right? Like yeah. they and already that's why know they wandered all the off in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I will say this is one of those things that you do need to, if you're going to look at having them be the the big bad, um, be very careful with this because. Um, you, as a DM, going back to that, your feelings can get really hurt when people um, when people leave your game. Uh, you do have to be careful that you don't end up being petty playing them as the big bad, because that kind of signals to your players what kind of of uh, behavior is going to happen if they decide to leave. Even if it's a good reason, they may think like, "Oh, well, this is how this is how he's going to do me if I go." Mm. Um, and and so they may decide to go sooner than later as a result. So be really careful uh, with this. Or they could and, just try to make sure to die, like as they're planning on leaving. Yeah, and and the other thing is, is that if 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 the uh, person leaving was because of personality conflicts with the other players, continuing to include that character in game could just be a like a bad reminder of like this jerk that they've been playing with. And it may make the game less fun too, right? It absolutely could. And like, from my opinion, I, I've never been a big fan of the idea of uh, sort of taking over a player character, unless a player character has specifically asked me to. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite parts about D and D is that your player characters have, have this massive amount of autonomy and they can do whatever they want, and they've they essentially create uh, like a, a a different me, right? Like they invest a lot right. of themselves in that. I'm sure we've all played characters; we know what it's like. And I think that I would be if I left a campaign on bad terms, and I found out that they like took my player character and they built this whole story around me being evil and mean. Um, I I think that that would quite hurt my feelings. Yeah, because the reason that they left the game, um, or even the reason that you asked them to leave the game, may not be the reason, it may not be like the thing that forces them out of your life, out of your social circles. You may still interact with them outside of the, the game of D&D. Um, so you need to remember that, that chances are you may still see this person. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But... 
You are correct, though, though. Sometimes there is that rare instance where everybody at the table is in complete agreeance that this mm-hmm. person is going to end up being the big bad evil guy and your table will be 100% for it and everybody's going to be 100% <laughs> for it and you should go for it. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it's a little bit cathartic. Like, we've dealt with this person for six months and and finally we're rid of him. Let's, like, like have that closure of, of murdering his character to death. <laughs> <laughs> This would make me most happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, However you write the character out of the game, the thing to remember at this point is if they are leaving on bad terms, it's pretty unlikely that they're going to come back to the game, period. So don't, I would say, don't stress too much about how you're going to deal with the character. Just deal with it and move on um, and go from there. Mm -hmm. Just... Take in stride, both both you emotionally and uh, and dealing with them uh, personally. Uh, just take in stride and just kind of move past it. But that's all. That's all. Like when when people have to go because bad things have happened. What about when good things happen? Somebody has to leave on good terms. Yeah, and if they have have to leave on good terms, counter to that last point. Possibly they might have a cho- an opportunity to come back if it, an opportunity to come back because maybe their reason for leaving is just i had a change in my life circumstances i gotta get my stuff squared away maybe in a year i I might be able to come back whatever yeah and that would be obviously that would be awesome right uh so there's lots of good opportunities for that but first thing you need to do is have a discussion with the person who's leaving because you kind of need to get an idea of um you know, is this life change? They're moving across the country. Is this life change? You know, I'm going to be gone for six months. And if they are planning on having their character leave the game, how would they like to see their character kind of like phased out or move on with the campaign? And this goes back to what I said before with um, giving players and players having autonomy, choices mm-hmm. and decisions over their own uh, creation, essentially. Um, and just kind of talking it out with them. Now, they can have fabulous ideas. Plus, if they get to phase their character out the way that they would like to, right, it will make them so much more excited, um, both the day that it happens, which is never a fun day, and B, mm-hmm. if they ever do actually get to come back. Yeah, and the 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 thing here, sometimes you'll have a discussion and they won't know how they want to phase it out. So you're, you as as the DM, you can... Absolutely, because you know kind of the the path that the campaign is taking. You know roughly the pacing that's going on. And based upon when they're exiting the game, you may have some ideas of th- some things that might happen. So you can give them a little bit of a tidbit of what's going to happen on that session and say, what I was thinking about is maybe we could do this. What do you think about that? And then just by giving them that starting seed, they may have some ideas of what they would like to happen um, beyond that or instead of that uh i like that but but could we do this instead kind of thing oh absolutely it's like i really really like that idea of somebody delivering me a letter from my homeland but um i don't know can it be delivered by an owl and can it be accepted to a new university and uh i don't know something like that (laughs) don't worry about it yeah but the point is if you have enough time uh with the player and sometimes you don't but if you do uh, you can really customize that exit story arc to give them kind of that special center of attention, 
um, thing before they before they leave the game, and that makes them feel better. It makes it to where if they if they get to the point where they can play again, they're probably going to seek you out to come play your game because you you did them right, so so to speak. You did them right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it also will give them a fabulous story to cling on to and remember and retell, and hopefully encourage much, many many more people to try Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder or whatever tabletop role playing game. Um, the other thing, and this is my favorite one, is uh, you need to find out through talking with this player um, if you're going to let anyone else at the table know, right? Yep. I love that. I love it when you can pull this off. Um, so just kind of like based on how you're going to do it, it can be so much more dramatic for the players at your table if they have no idea that this person has to leave, especially if they've been adventuring together for a long time. So it's like... I don't know, this character's been alive for a year or something, right? And uh, and all of a sudden, it's like... I mean, the player obviously knows, but let's say it's a, a very traumatic death, and everybody at the table is like, oh, you know, ooh, mouths. And, uh, and obviously, the player who dies or whatever happened to them gets teleported, knows what's happening, and they're fine with it. Um, but it can really shake up the table. Yeah, this is this is one of so if there's a if there's a thing to enjoy about a player leaving your table this is one of those things that can be really cool because everybody's been playing at the game and they they have an idea of the level of risk and depending upon how you run your game that level of risk may be high it may be low uh, it may be high with some backouts uh, like resurrection spells and stuff like that uh, and, and this gives you the chance to be like, no, there's there's no chance, and just like see everybody's faces drop, and then and then as you end the session, just be like, hey, everybody, just want to let you know, this is Joe's last session. Uh, he wanted to to go out on a on an exciting note, so uh, take a moment to say goodbye to Joe or whatever that may be. Yeah, it's it's nice to take time at the end of the session. Um, kind of like a little bit of a wrap up, especially when you have a long time player that's leaving. Um, mm-hmm. and they might not be able to make it back to the, to the table. It's not like you'll never see this person again, most likely. Uh, but having that moment with your party, with your adventuring party, um, can really make a big difference. Yep. Now, sometimes it's not possible to, uh, to keep the fact away that they're leaving the game because, um, people know when somebody's moving and if you play an all in person game, yeah, it's pretty obvious that, uh, that they're going to be leaving the game. You may not know exactly when, but you know that that's probably going to happen. So sometimes, uh, and if that's the case, just do what you can, uh, and, and do what the player's willing to do to, to kind of amp up the, uh, the drama and the excitement of that last game. No, oh, uh, definitely. The only thing that I would, I've had this happen before where we knew that somebody was going to leave, right? And it was mm-hmm. kind of, uh, they had like two, maybe three sessions left before they had to quit. And uh, they started playing absolutely recklessly, but they didn't tell, they asked <laughs> me not to tell people that they were leaving. And the rest of the party was like, oh, okay, we're just going ham in this dungeon. And then they all started acting very recklessly. And it turned very chaotic very quickly. And a lot of people got a lot of needless damage slash death. 
<laughs> I was going to say, and they all died on the yeah, same day. There, it was, uh, yeah, there was, it got real messy. And uh, so you do have to watch out for something like that kind of, it, it can kind of get away from you. Hey, everybody, Sally's leaving. And since you all died, we're starting a new campaign. <laughs> <laughs> so this worked out great. <laughs> Have you ever finished running a session of your favorite role-playing game and thought to yourself, I'm not really sure I ran that the right way? Or maybe you just tried out something new in your game and it worked really well and you want everybody to know about it. If so, you may have the perfect idea for a future episode of Becoming DM. Point your browser to becomingdm.com ideas and fill out our simple form to tell us all about it. You can even let us know that you'd like to be a, a guest co-host for the topic. Submitting your ideas helps John and Danielle relieve pressure on their brains so they can record more episodes. Go to becomingdm.com ideas today to submit your episode idea. Now let's get back to the show. So one of the things when you're when you're trying to determine what this this actual exit plan is, what's going to happen during that session, is um, you do need to ter- determine if this person might come back in the future because that will change the course of what you do um, in the session because you don't want to have any unreversible deaths if they might come back in six months. Uh, but there there are several options for. Uh, if they if they might come back and they want to play their character again, because that's that's the second question. If they're going to come back, do they want to try a different character, or did they want to try to play the same character again with this group? Yeah, absolutely. It it would definitely make a pretty big difference with how you dealt with them. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you are obliterated into smithereens. It's like, oh, I I was only gone for two months. Um, that would be no bueno. Uh, but as far as if they if they are thinking that they might be able to come back again and they would like to play their current character some more, maybe, um, hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, retirement is a wonderful option. And I think an option that I've I don't think I've ever really seen a player use retirement. Um, either the campaign completely just ends or everybody's just shooting for death. Uh, <laughs> it's like there's only two ways out of this no um, one's gonna get me running my <laughs> shop <laughs> exactly uh but you can have you can easily have characters retire you know they decide to just stop adventuring um and you know th- th- that's so easy to pull them back into the campaign later you know it's like oh i'm you know so and so they took off to run a shop hark they walketh down the path you know whatever and it's like what are you doing here it's like well i got bored i just wanted to my shop went out of business whatever (laughs) i got robbed (laughs) some adventurers came by yeah (laughs) Uh, the other thing that you can do with that is have them have some sort of a personal quest. Maybe something ha- they they get news that there something's happened to their family and they have to go and locate them. But it's a quest that they must embark on by themselves because of pride or or quest requirements or whatever. And the the nice thing about the the quest option 
is that if they do come back, and let's say they come back a year down the road, you've continued to play and your players have continued to level up. Now there's like two, three, however many levels between between um, uh, the rest of the players and, and this this character. And it's like, oh, well, this is going to be weird. But if they're on a personal quest, they could have leveled up on their own along the way. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love that idea of the personal quest um, because it does. It gives, like, especially if you're pretty sure that this person is going to come back, it is the perfect excuse for them coming back at the same level as the rest of the party. Yep. The uh, Another kind of uh, easy option here, if, if, if they might be coming back, is they get lost in some sort of planar dimension. I've had, and, and this is actually good if you're not sure if they're going to come back. I've had, um, I've had characters, uh, in fact, Felicia played in a game with, with, with me and, and had to leave because of, of personal stuff going on. And as a result, I had her get like sucked into this portal and didn't come out on the other end and she was lost in some sort of planar nether region because I wasn't sure if she would come back or not and um, when it was clear she wasn't I I, I had her reappear in some visions of people um, but all, all in all she was already lost in this other region that they couldn't get to and so it was a really easy way to way to to do that I like that too with the visions because you can kind of also use that for like a little bit of exposition or to maybe give your your players some like hints if they're really lost. Um, and then it kind of feels like it's coming from a friend. Yeah. And I think you see some, some of this type of uh, t- type of writing in, in popular shows. I think of um, Dr. Who when, um, when Amy and Rory get sent back in time by the Weeping Angels, that was something that could very easily have been, they have been written back into the show if they wanted to, because they, they, they didn't die. They just went somewhere that was, that nobody knew where they were at that time. And uh, yeah, you could stumble on them later. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's then talk about if they are not going to be coming back uh, or if they're not going to be coming back, or if they if they are going to play a different character when they come back, what are what are some things that we we can have them do then? Uh, well, if they don't plan on coming back, but they do want to play a different character, so I I see that happening sometimes where people are kind of a little bit blasé with their current character, or they're just so excited to play a new character. I have a, I have a player who rolls up a new character every single session they don't switch characters every <laughs> session but they just love building characters and so they're always excited to play a new one um but you can be you can have them be critical to the battle with the big bad evil guy the the big <laughs> 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 um but this requires the the like your timelines for the departure aligning with the timeline for your story so if if you're like oh i'm gonna make this person be super critical um, so you're not allowed to actually move across the country for I'm, I, six weeks. I, I'm going to need, need you to wait weeks. for another six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that should be good. Oh, we missed two sessions. It's going to be eight now. Um, but yeah. <laughs> and so that's, that's mostly just a fingers crossed, hoping for the best. But if you can, if you at all can, um, line that up with something that is just, just integral to the entire thing. It can be so much fun. It can generate so many good stories, um, and a lot of a lot of the feels for your players. Yeah, and oftentimes when they are critical to uh, to success with the with that big bad battle, 
that um, that success is going to require the character to make a sacrifice. And that sacrifice could be their life. It could be coming under some debilitating ailment that makes them unable to adventure anymore. Whatever it, whatever it is, it's something that they cannot get over. And and I actually had a, a very recently had a had a player come to me and and tell me that hey, I've only got about two sessions left, and then I've got to stop playing. I've got life stuff going on. I, I just can't I can't continue on. I said all right. Two sessions. That gives me some 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 wiggle room for planning time, and I I accelerated some timelines in, in the story a little bit, um, which actually ended up working out because I was not really excited about writing this this one part <laughs> that was going to happen. So I was like, it's not happening, uh, <laughs> and and so now we're going to have. And she has an interesting story in that in that um, they had been fighting uh, one of their their nemesis and. And um, her character died, and they got transported to another plane, and her character was not resurrectable in that plane, and so she was going to temporarily play another character, and she's been playing this other character for a little bit. And they're, they're, um, they're uh, pursuing something called the, the Paradox Stone, and, and basically what's going to happen is when they reassemble the Paradox Stone, it's going to take them back to the moment before her original character died, and, and all of their characters are going to be there twice uh, with with um, with this person's uh, character that died and, and the new character. And there's going to be all sorts of mayhem that ensues. And mm. what, what ends up needing to happen is, is both of them will have to sacrifice themselves uh, as part of this. And so it will be, I, I, I think, like a, a heartstring puller because it's not just... It's not just the one character that they had already <laughs> lost, but it's both of them. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> that sounds that sounds deep and painful. <laughs> That's what that sounds like. <laughs> well, I hope th- I hope that that works out, though. I bet uh, I bet that that will um, encourage some participation around the table. Yep. And if if your timing does not work out that way, you can still adjust a little bit and have them playing a role that was supposed to be critical, but um, but uh, something goes horribly wrong, and so this character was supposed to go out and be the vanguard and just gets mowed down. Yeah, it's it's not like the best note to end your character on, but if the if the player is is into that, then it could be like this fun funny thing because it's like oh yeah that's so my character (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like no that's that's kind of how i pictured i'd always die you know doing something like that and yeah some people are fine with it some people would be more offended if their character died in an epic fashion they're like i just thought that i'd die from tripping on a flagstone um something like that um another thing that you can do uh, if you're not just going to have a uh, calamity of errors, is you can have them decide to join forces with the big bad evil guy. Um, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit before, but that was kind of more us taking control of them. And I kind of I kind of dropped this in there is is having that player use their aut- autonomy right to say no, I think it would be great or within the realm of how I chose to play this character, that they might join the big bad evil guy. I kind of like the way he thinks. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You sold me. I'm on. 
um, you know, and you jump onto the bad guys team and, and you can, you can still even have them play in the final battle, um, but they can play against the players, right? So yep. just have it all planned out. It's like, yeah, in a few months or whatever, well, you, you know, you'll have a guest appearance, you get to come back and, uh, you're going to be playing against the party. And I, I bet you that one gets some emotions going too. Yeah. The, um, the thing here is, as a DM, you need to. You also need to be be careful with this one, that your visiting partially returned player doesn't do something that just wipes out your party. Because this was this is a way to say goodbye to that character, not a way to say goodbye to the rest of the party. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you may want to. You may need to pay attention as the as the game goes on and use your thumb on the, on the scales a little bit to make sure that, um, that, uh, cause it, it's, it is hard to plan a challenge rating, especially when somebody is playing their own character mm-hmm. against the party and, and you don't really know what they're going to do necessarily. I, I feel like you would, ha- you would really have to have a discussion with that player before the game started and be like, yeah. okay, so this is kind of how dungeon mastering works. We, this is supposed to be a really difficult camp or challenge. So we want to use, I don't know, 70% of their resources. Do you know what that means? That means they can't all die. <laughs> yep. So um, I think we've talked uh, a good bit about how we might uh, might have them leave the game. So let's maybe talk about some higher level things to consider when a player is leaving. And the, the first one that always jumps to mind is their equipment, mm-hmm. uh, especially if that character is going to die or retire uh, and they have some nice equipment, magic items or whatever, the first thing that your players are going to say is, well, hey, um, can I have that sword? <laughs> Absolutely. It's, uh, it's going to be the very first thing. Bunch of vultures is what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you're leaving all, but can I have the sword? <laughs> but as the DM, you do need to, you do need to make sure and evaluate because... Um, you have been distributing equipment uh, as as makes sense in the economy and and lifestyle of your players and stuff like that. So if suddenly they they have one of the players' possessions in their possession, it could create a little bit of an imbalance. Yeah, especially like you said, because when you're working with CRs and challenge ratings and stuff and, and handing out magic items, there's a reason why if you hand out too strong of a magic item, it breaks your game. It's because you've offset that power balance that you were talking about and having an entire character die. Um, and then that, that wealth just distributed amongst the party can insanely just whack out the, the balance of your party. Um, and all of a sudden now you as the DM, you're having a lot more, you have to do a lot more thinking to try to figure out your CRs. You have to rebalance all the encounters that they're about to go into because they are equipped like a level 10 player, but they are only level 7 players or whatever. And uh, things can get a little bit confusing and um, very hectic, very chaotic, and pretty difficult to run sometimes. Yep. Um, so if you don't want to uh, have to worry about that, you don't want to distribute equipment, there are a couple of options. Um, if they die, maybe their equipment is somehow destroyed, uh, incinerated, maybe somebody cast disintegrate against them and it got all their stuff, um, whatever that may be. You can think of some options that, that would destroy the equipment. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, another another way, if they're dying, is is maybe it's already been established that in in the world that you're in, that uh, a brave hero gets buried with their stuff. Um, oh, and, I like that. And, and they should honor that of their of their dead friend, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, except for every rogue in the party, like immediately <laughs> rolling stealth checks, right? They're like, oh, no, yeah, that's that's totally how that is happening. And all of a sudden you get a text. <laughs> uh, yeah, the other thing, though, is uh, if you do have a character retiring, I, I really like this, um, is they're not just going to, if they're like, well, I'm, I'm done playing, um, I know when I retire from my job, I'm not going to give away all of my worldly possessions to all of my friends <laughs> and uh, just go live in a box under the bridge. No, I, I worked. Uh, this is my stuff. I'm going to keep it. This this is my retirement plan. The stuff, the stuff I have. I, so, are you saying that I should stop waiting for that? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they're going to keep that. You know, they're, maybe they're going to sell that super magical sword that they've been killing monsters with for the last six months. With their, yeah, they're going to sell that to buy their shop, and then they're going to sell yeah. their special helmet to fill that shop, and then they're going to. Sp- sell their special bracers to buy food you know yep 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 um the other thing to kind of keep in mind is if you're surprising the party with this person's death the party doesn't know that this person's leaving the game so you've got this whole thing planned out Sometimes people in the party will play the hero. I want to get between I want to get between the big bad and <laughs> and Arvin because because I I know that they're weak and I need to protect them. Well, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to you need to have some contingency plans for if that happens. Uh, whether it's just uh, uh, making it difficult for that for for people to get in the way, or or have the big bad just target them and and they'll move around whoever's in their way or whatever. Um, uh, but whatever it is, you do need to make sure. That uh, that you have contingencies so that so that um, the person that's supposed to die dies, basically. Yeah, you definitely don't want to. Um, well, I guess kind of a little bit like what I said earlier, which is somebody knew that they were pretty well planning on dying, and then everybody just <laughs> fell into the wake and drowned with them, and it was just not good. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Um, I would like to make a note, though. Like a lot of this, we've been talking about. Um, like we as as game masters, we know ahead of time that this person is planning on leaving, and they know yep. ahead of time that this person is leaving. Um, and I I would like to recommend that method, right? Is having that discussion with them beforehand, um, just offing somebody at the table because you're upset with them, and you would now like them to leave. Like no, I, I definitely wouldn't do that. That's yeah. I I I feel like there's a little bit of. Um, I always use the phrase "don't don't punish a character for a player's actions." Um, if the player is pissing you off and they're doing things that you just are are unhappy with, talk to the player. Don't don't destroy their character just because you're pissed off at the player. Yeah, it's that's a that's a that's a poor move. You know, just finish out the session. Maybe even call an early session and then have a discussion with that player um, at a later time. Uh, with a little bit of privacy, maybe text, phone, whatever, if you need some space. Uh, but I just, I just thought I'd throw that out there that this is all, 
you know, everybody's kind of talking about it. There's open communication. This is not knee-jerk reactions, um, kicking people out of the table. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you're um, if you're surprising the people at the table, you've had the conversation with the player that's leaving, and you're surprising them with with um, with their departure, whether it's their their character dying or their character retiring or whatever that may be. If it's if it's a surprise to them. You need to plan at the end of your session to have some time for everybody to to wrap up because just saying like, oh, so-and-so died and that's the end. See you guys later. Hang up uh, or walk out or get out of my house, whatever it may be. <laughs> um, that's like there's a lot of pent up uh, feels there. So you, you do need to give some time, uh, whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's an hour, whatever works for your your group, you do need to plan some time for everybody to like say their say their goodbyes to the the character that they've been adventuring with. Yeah, people are absolutely going to want to talk about it. Even just like not let alone saying their goodbyes, but talking about the last session. People do that anyways. Um, but yep. it's, they're going to have even more to talk about now. And uh, with with all your players having more to talk about, you also have more to talk about too. Um, because. If, even if even if this person isn't leaving on good terms, um, you should, if you can, try to get a little bit of feedback from that player about the game. Nobody's going to oh, be absolutely. more honest with you than the person who just left and doesn't have to deal with you anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah, but, and but let's be honest, there are going to be some people leaving on good terms that don't want to have anything to do with you, and and that's the end. And yeah, it would be great if you get feedback, but. Their feedback is probably going to be "stop being a dick" or, or whatever that <laughs> whatever that that uh, that advice might be. But if you can get um, feedback, this is a great time to get it because there are no worrying about hurting the DM's feelings. And what if I hurt the DM's feelings and they get pissed off and take it out of my character next time? Even though that might not be something that you would do, you don't have to worry about that because their character is no longer in the game. So. Ask away, get that feedback, understand what they like, what they don't like, what changes they should make, stuff like that. Yeah, it's like it's the perfect time to do it. And uh, m- maybe think about these questions a little bit right now, like what questions you would ask to your players if if you had a really good chance at them answering completely honestly. Um, and maybe just write a couple of them down so that you know if somebody's going to leave your campaign, you've already got them, you know, in your back pocket ready to go. Well, and it may be something that you're already asking on a somewhat semi-regular basis, sending out a little survey to see, like, how how am I doing kind of thing. But um, but this one, you just put a little extra emphasis. Hey, now that you're leaving the game, I hope that you can be open and honest with me and let me know what you thought about the game. Can you answer these questions? Mm-hmm. Great way to improve your craft. Yep. So... Again, use it as a use it as a way to uh, to improve. Don't take it uh, don't take it personally, uh, even though that's probably the hardest part of this whole uh, whole process. <laughs> I think that's all we had. Is that all we had? I do believe. All right. Well, thank you for joining us again. Um, we will see you in a couple weeks, and until then, stay nerdy, stay nerdy friends. Thanks for joining us again. Make sure to share the show with friends to help grow our audience. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash becomingdm. On Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest, we are becomingdm. And our website is becomingdm.com. 
Becoming DM is produced by John Welsh and Danielle Tremblay. The show is edited by John Welsh. We'll be back in two weeks. See you then.